Hello, fellow educators, and welcome to episode 63 of the Leaders of Literacy podcast. I'm your host, Becky Lewis. Today, my co-host, Samantha Statler, and I are excited to sit down with the 2023 West Virginia Service Personnel of the Year, Jessica Gross. Jessica is going to share her journey as a teacher's assistant with us. Welcome to the Leaders of Literacy podcast, where we engage in educational conversations to strengthen early literacy in West Virginia. Are you ready to become a leader of literacy? Welcome back, listeners. On our last episode, Becky and I sat down with the 2023 West Virginia Teacher of the Year, Amber Nichols, and today we have the opportunity to talk with the 2023 West Virginia Service Personnel of the Year, Jessica Gross. Jessica, congratulations on your win. I'm sure you're so excited, and that really is just such an amazing achievement. Yes, I am. Thank you so much. It's such an honor. So Jessica, thank you for being here and making this possible. Um, we're just really excited to share your story with our audience. But before we get started talking about the amazing things that you're doing in our classrooms, I thought it would be great if you could tell our audience a little bit about yourself and how you got to this point in education. My name is Jessica Gross and I'm from Upshur County. I'm married um, to my husband, Rob. We've been married almost 20 years and we have three wonderful children. Education's always been a passion for me. I knew since I was a young girl that I wanted to be in the education field. And honestly, my whole life has been around education. My mom's a retired school teacher. So education's always been the heartbeat in our family. My first job was a babysitter. And I knew that I loved kids then when I was young. And then I went and worked with uh, special needs adults. And I realized that that really wasn't my thing, that I wanted to be with children. So I worked in a Head Start facility and that was great. And then my kids got into the school setting and I was like, I could just be with them. Let me just go be a substitute and work here. Cause the secretary was like, you're here all the time. You might as well just come and get a job. And I was like, Oh, that would be great. I could be an aide. And she's like, yeah, you could. And so I applied and got the job and now I'm been here for 11 years now. And I don't see myself going anywhere else. I love being in the education field. Yeah. And I can definitely relate to what you're sharing about. Like your mom is a retired teacher. I also come from a family of educators. Both of my parents are actually retired educators, but are now working full time again in the educational setting. Um, two of my aunts are actually retired teachers. So it's definitely been something I feel like also that was instilled in me very early that education was very important. Um, and also like you have always just really enjoyed working with kids. So I can definitely relate to you with those things. Can you just tell us a little bit more about your role and your responsibilities, just kind of on a day-to-day -day basis in the classroom? I sure can. My role in the school setting is I assist students with special needs. I'm a special education aide, and with being able to help them function in a general education classroom, of course, they'll have modifications, but my goal is that they will be safe, secure, and loved. And that's so important. We know that if our students don't feel safe, secure, and loved, they, they can't be ready to learn. So I think that's really great that you keep that at the forefront of your mind too. And um, you just have a really important position helping those kiddos. So that's really great. How do you build those positive working relationships with the teachers that you work with? Tell us a little bit about that. That's such a good question because everyone wants to know how 
I myself have built relationships with teachers. And one of the things is, is I just listen to them. I know as working in the school system that you need someone to listen to. And I want them to know that they can trust me with anything, that I'm not going to run down the hallway, that I want them to know that I am there to help them. I respect their boundaries. You know, I want them to be honest with me and I'm honest with them. And at the end of the day, we celebrate. Like if they want to come and celebrate something, we'll have a celebration. I love celebrations and I want them to know that I am just their sounding board that I'll be there for them. And that has built so many relationships in my career. Yeah. I just want to say really quickly that I agree with you. I think sometimes teachers just want someone to listen to them. And that's really great when you work in a building with other educators who are willing to do that and kind of, like you said, be your soundboard. So I I really love that you shared that. And I'm sure it's taking you a long time to get to that point because um, I'm a former Title I teacher. I was a classroom teacher, but, you know, I had to push into teachers' classrooms too, kind of like what you have to do on an everyday basis. And it can be intimidating going into a teacher's classroom and not knowing their personality or where their boundaries are and really getting to know them. Oh, yes, that's definitely true because you have to, like, come to a common ground with them because you don't want to just go in there and step on their toes. You just, you want to be their light like they see you coming they're like oh yay miss jess is coming i know if i need to go do something i can do it really quick and she'll watch the kids for me for a few minutes just want to be i want to be their sounding board i want to i want them to know that i'm there for them yeah yeah and it sounds like you do a great job at it from what you've described to us so on the flip side of that we know how important uh relationships with teachers are but we know that the student teacher and student aid relationship is really important. So how do you begin working with your students on creating a relationship with them? Well, of course, that's not started day one. That takes a long, long time. Whenever I came to Hodgesville, I didn't know this child. I didn't even know his name. I didn't know what he looked like. I had no clue about him, but I knew that I was going to treat him just like I treated my kids at home, that I was going to love him and that we were going to become a good bond, a good relationship. And how I did that was I just let him know right off the bat that I loved him. I didn't know him, but I loved him. I wanted him to know that Miss Jess loved him, that she cared for him, and that she wanted the best for him. Um, I spent a lot of one-on-one time with him and let him know that I wasn't someone that was going to judge every move he made. I wasn't going to pull him down the hallway. Um, he couldn't speak at the first time that I met him. And I was like, you know, you can speak. Let me hear your words. And within like two to three days, he was actually saying words to me. And his mom was like, how did that happen? He doesn't even speak at home. And I said, because I knew that he had a voice. And in my heart, I knew that he could speak. And I didn't force it upon him. There's 170 some kids in our school and I know every single kid. I have a relationship with every single kid. And I wanted to share with you how I build relationships with them because I know some other aides in our state would love some tips and tricks for how to build relationships with students. If you don't mind, I would love to share with that. Absolutely. That's perfect. I look for something like to comment, like, Most kids wear clothes and t-shirts that they like. So I'll say, hey, Joey, I love your turtle shirt. Tell me, what's your favorite turtle character? That goes so far. Um, I share stories with them from my weekend. I'd be be real with them. They, I just, um, 
being real with students goes so far. They're like, wow, you actually have a life. You don't live here at school all the time. Um, I, I attend students' events. If they tell me that they have a wrestling meet um, today at 10 o'clock in the morning, I'm going to be there. I, they might not speak to you at that game or that tournament, but they know that you were there. They see you in the stands, and they know that you're the biggest supporter. One of the little girls, she went to a cheerleading competition, and I went and I spent all day there. And her mom said, she might not said one word to you, but the whole entire way home, all she did was talk about you. So that just makes relationships go so far. And I tell each and every kid that I love them. I love kids so much that I don't even have to tell them anymore. They just know that I care and love for them. I hope that helped out some fellow aides in the state. Yeah, yeah, I think it does. Um, They can definitely take away those tips and tricks and It is important to be there for the kids and to show up because like you said, they do think that you live in the school setting. So even if they just see you out at a store, um, I know I've seen former students at a grocery store and they're like, hey, Miss Lewis, you know, I didn't know you came here. And if they were even smaller, they're like, you, you go shopping? I thought you stayed at the store. Where do you live? Like, it doesn't dawn on them until you start building those relationships and they see you as, as a person outside of the classroom. So I can really relate to that. So you talked a little bit about, you know, the little girl's mom um, at the cheerleading tournament and how she was excited and telling you about that. So I'm sure that you work really hard to build relationships with students' families as well. So how do you start that process? That process starts with being positive. I'm never negative with any of the families. I want to put myself in their shoes. I have three children myself, and I know what it's like to have a teacher just come into you or an educator of anyone come to you and just give you all the negative stuff, everything that's negative. I'm not like that. I send good notes home, like to my one-on-one student. I make good phone calls home. I think that they need, families need to know that not everything is negative in the school system. Just because you see Hodgesville Elementary School on the caller ID, they're not going to be in trouble. And I do daily check-ins. I have empathy for these families. You have to have that or you don't build that relationship with them. And I always use I statements. I feel this way. I see it this way. And that's helped so much. And then I just listen to them whenever, um, at the end of the conversation, I always just listen to them and get feedback from them too. And this communication is the key to building a relationship with students' families. And that's something that Amber Nichols also discussed when we interviewed her is how she takes the time to Mm -hmm. make sure she communicates with families about positive things that their children are doing. And I think, like you said, that's so important that way when they see, you know, your school's name on the caller ID, they're not always like, Oh, what, you know, what did she do? What did he do? Um, So I think that's great that you make that effort and to make sure you're sharing those positive things that you're seeing with those students. I'm sure you have a lot of memorable moments so far in your career, but could you just share one that kind of stands out to you? The most memorable moment I have at this point is when a student of mine came to school, had the worst behaviors, made me want to quit every single day, but I came back and just kept rooting for this child. He wasn't speaking. He wasn't potty trained. He... He just had a very hard time adjusting to school. And at this moment now, he's in first grade and he can speak. 
clearly in complete sentences. He could probably do a great job on a podcast. He is potty trained. He is, he's thriving unbelievably. He's, his math scores are amazing. His reading scores are amazing. And he loves to come to school. Now, before, it wasn't so much loving coming to school. So he has made so much progress and I'm so proud of him. I've been his biggest cheerleader and I always will be. Yeah. And I think you really just kind of shared the definition of resilience. And as educators, you know, we have to be very resilient. And you can tell just from our conversation with you that your students know that you believe in them and that you care about them. And even like you said, when you have those challenging moments and days with them, that you're still going to be there the next day. And I think that's so important for for our kids to really know that we care about them and we're going to show up for them every single day and that we believe in them. Yeah. Well, and not just that, that you're not holding against them what they did earlier. Like you're giving them a fresh start every day. And I know in my career, when I gave my kiddos a fresh start, either that day, that hour, that moment, it it went so far to build our relationships so we could have those memorable moments like you're talking about and sharing with us. And sometimes that's not, that's not always easy. Like, I'm, you know what I mean? We really have to be mindful about that. Like Becky said, to really make sure each day we start fresh and we start at the beginning with those kids. Yeah. I feel like there's often a lot of misconceptions just around the role of a teaching assistant. Could you, and I know you shared some tips and tricks about building relationships with students, um, but could you share another thing that you would just like other teacher assistants to know about your role um, or maybe others who are thinking about maybe, you know, wanting to be a teacher's assistant? Definitely. That is such a great question. I think the thing that is most important for people to know is that while the main goal of a teaching assistant is to provide support for the classroom teacher, The biggest focus is for us to build and maintain relationships with students. We serve students in a way that teachers can't always. We provide support in ways that teachers can't always. So I would like for people to know that relationship building is our number one priority. For links to all the resources discussed in today's episode and for additional information, please visit our website at marshall.edu forward slash ELTAC forward slash podcast. Want to learn more about being a leader of literacy? Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single installment. Thanks for listening.